song of Solomon. Uh, <clears throat> if the Lord lets us preach out of this a little, that'll be fine. Uh, uh, if, if this isn't where he wants us to be, pray for me that I get where he want, want me to be. I'd like to get down to where the preaching is. I don't want to waste any time. Uh, and I certainly don't want to lay something out there uh, that's not filled with the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, I found this to be so. I'd rather just sit down and stay quiet, Terry, if you know what I'm talking about. I'd rather just sit down and stay quiet uh, than to try to get up and mail. Uh, Brother, Brother Perry Blue uh, has coined this phrase around Harmony Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, I don't want it to be too much Moses and not enough God. I'd rather it be all God and Moses or Mel uh, uh, just decrease so that he might increase. So that's, that's where I'm at. <clears throat> So I'd like to read to you out of the fifth chapter of Song of Solomon. Um, I, some of you know me enough to know that I, 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 I don't really spend a whole lot of time in Song of Solomon. Isaiah is probably my favorite place to go. Uh, that's who I sit down with most of the time. Uh, but uh, I, I had this on my heart, and uh, I'd like to read this to you. Uh, the fifth chapter, verse one. Now I want to just take my time. You all pray. So the Lord says, "I'm come into my garden, my sister, my spouse. I've gathered my myrrh with my spice. I've eaten my honeycomb with my honey. I've drunk my wine with my milk. Eat, O oh friends, drink, yea, drink abundantly, O oh beloved." Uh, the Lord has accomplished His work. And that's really what he's what he's uh, looking at there. So I want to I want to go on down to verse two. Now this is this is turning this around to us. Now uh, this is no longer the Lord talking about himself. This is us. Uh, he said and it says I sleep, but my heart waketh. <laughs> you remember when the Lord woke you up? I remember when I was asleep and the Lord woke me. He said he said you need to wake up to your to your uh, condition, and you need to wake up to, to who I am. And, oh, I'm so glad that the Lord has has shown us who He is. Uh, he's not leaving us destitute. He's not leaving us out there to fend for ourselves to figure this out on our own. Uh, but He wants to show us exactly uh, who He is. Uh, I'd like to uh, read on down a little bit further if I could. I sleep, but my heart wakes. Uh, it is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. For my head is filled with dew, and my locks with the drops of the night. I put off my coat. How shall I put it on? I have washed my feet. How shall I defile them? But my beloved put his hand in by the hole of the door. And my bowels removed for it. I, I like to talk about that just a minute. I, 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 there's several things that, that the Lord wants us to see about this situation that's going on. I, he's using I, this love affair I, that's going on I, I, to describe I, his love affair and his love for our souls. I, and I'm going to be honest with you I, the love that we have I, for him. I, Deep down inside of us, you may not know this, but you've got a love for God that's deep down inside of you. 
verse 6. I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself. <laughs> oh, what a sad time <laughs> when you finally get up <laughs> to open the door to your heart and the Lord's love there. <laughs> I want you to understand something. <laughs> you got to move when the Lord's there. Let's read on a little further. And so it says, I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I saw him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. Are you hearing the distress in the voice here? The watchman, the watchman that went about the city found me. They smote me. They wounded me. The keepers of the walls took away my veil from me. Listen, I want you to understand where you will be if you do not listen to the gospel of God's grace. If we're under the law, if we are kept and sealed under that law, it will beat you up. There's nothing wrong with the law. I want you to understand this. But because of sin, the law is against us. I was on the right side of the law until sin intervened. Paul put it like this. He said, I was alive without the law once. But when sin revived, the commandment came and sin revived. And I died. And by that commandment, and by that sin, I died. Yeah. This is where we're at. Yeah. And without, without grace, we're all going to die lost without God. That's the condition that we're in. Now listen to me. He said, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, that you tell him that I am sick of love. What is thy beloved more than another beloved, O thou fairest among women? What is thy beloved more than another beloved that thou dost so charge us? Listen to me. Oh, there's many of you out there that married the love of your life. And you've realized early on in the early stage of your life that I can't live my life without that one right there. I want you to listen to this. What is, what is being said here? All the daughters of Jerusalem were asking, what is thy beloved? More than any other beloved. And it's just sad. Listen, what was said. Said, my beloved is white and ruddy. Mm -hmm. He is the cheapest among 10,000. He's the greatest of all great. He's white and he's ruddy. I was looking up that word white. Now, automatically, we think of being pure and clean and spotless. But it means more than that even. It means that he was dazzling. In other words, he had a brilliance about him that was far greater than anything else. I'm telling you tonight that the Savior of this world is far greater than any other that can come. 
come your way and try to save your soul. Amen. There's only one Savior, and that's Jesus. Let me explain why. He was white and he was ruddy. Now listen, that word ruddy means that he was red. He was rosy. So he was white and he was red. What does that mean, preacher? I'm here to tell you today. The Lord came into this world for one purpose and one purpose only. And that was he who was without sin. He who is the only begotten Son of God who thought it not proper to be equal with God and all the brilliance of heaven. The sun rose and he came down and hastened to the place from whence he rose. The Son of the Kingdom, the Son of God, the brilliance of this great kingdom that we are a part of came out of heaven and went down into death in order to pay the penalty for our sin. He was white and he was ruddy. He took upon himself the sin of the whole world. His, his person was stained with our iniquity. He took upon himself our stain and our iniquity and allowed himself to die in our place. I'm here to tell you, why do I believe Christ is the only Savior for my soul? He's the only one who's ever done that for anybody. Yeah. I'm going to here to tell you today, no other religion will preach this to you. No other doctrine, no other way in the God's heaven will preach this to you. There's only one way, and that is the way that was made by Jesus dying on the cross for your sins. But, oh, listen, he didn't just stay there. Oh, he's standing on two legs that are fit with golden sockets. I'm here to tell you today, on the third and the appointed morning, God raised him from the dead. The two other witnesses, I'm here to tell you something. He's a standing on two other witnesses that bear him up, and that's the Father and the Spirit. And when John baptized him down yonder in the river of Jordan, both of them made their entrance in the, in the witnessing on his behalf. Come up out of that water, and there was a sound out of heaven, a voice like thunder that said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. And the Spirit descended on him like a dove. This is where we are. And, this, and it laid on him, recited on him. He's proven that that's who he is. And on the third and the appointed morning, he got up triumphant over death, hell, and the grave. Nobody had ever been able to do what my Jesus has done. And he ascended back to where he came from. Sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high to make intercession on our behalf. Now listen, I preach it like this. I've got someone on the inside making my way for me. I've got someone on the inside bearing witness on my behalf. I passed around a little, little post that I think it might have been Aunt Katie's hand that passed it on to me, and I passed it on to everybody else, and you all know what I'm talking about, maybe. It's a picture of a man and a woman walking down the sidewalk. And the caption was, a true gentleman will know what is wrong with this picture. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've got a lot of fun out of that post. I had a lot of fun with a lot of folks. What was wrong?
was. She was walking on the side of the street. He was on the inside. And I appreciate everything that was said. But I appreciate what Tim Fick said. Probably the best. He said he ought to be walking in whatever taking whatever position is necessary to protect her and defend her if the time arises. I got news for you. And this thought came to me when Israel was preaching the other night. My Lord Jesus Christ, my beloved, is a perfect gentleman. And buddy, he's in a position, he's put himself in a place where he will protect my soul at all costs. He swore an oath to me. And because God could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. And I've got news for you. If this thing falls apart, it is not going to be our fault. God's taking all the responsibility. The government is on the shoulder of his son. And listen, he ain't going to fail because he's the son of God. He's the second person of the Godhead. And our, listen, a threefold cord is not swiftly broken. They all three bear witness of one another and they're held together by that same power that saved my soul. I'm saved today by God's grace. And you can be too. Yep. There's no other beloved that'll do this for you. Oh, listen. There's no other soul or no other Savior that'll satisfy your soul. My beloved is mine and he and I am his. And there is no way that I can be separated from him because of merit joined together. I am now flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone, joined together for eternity. And unless one of us dies, I can't be separated from him. And because he'll never die again, he rose from the dead, triumphant over death, hell, and the grave. Because it was impossible that it could hold him. And because I was baptized into him, joined in him in marriage forevermore, I cannot die because I am no longer my own keeper. I am in Christ. In his name, I stand before a holy God. And I'm a hundred percent righteous in the eyes of a, of a holy and living God. Oh, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a just God. Now, I want you to understand something. The payment that it took, the price that had to be paid in order for us to be saved was paid 100% in full by the only begotten Son of God. And if He didn't pay it in full, then we're all in a world of hurt because none of us can get to heaven. But all here's where we are. Because of what He's done, everybody can go to where God is. His righteousness shall be imputed unto you. The Bible said of Abraham, and I'm going to hush here in a minute, the Bible said of Abraham that he believed God, and that was counted to him for righteousness. This is what it comes down to. You can make God all the promises you want to, but until you trust in what he has done for the sake of your soul, through his son, you'll never be saved. You can straighten up your life. You can clean up your act. You can turn over a new leaf. But you can't get to God any other way than through Jesus, the beloved. Will you take him as yours today? Will you claim him? Oh, I'm glad today. We're just going to 
thinking about singing that song at Calvary. Now I've given to Jesus everything. Now I gladly own Him as my King. Now my raptured soul can only sing of Calvary. That's where I'm at. I've been raised from the dead. I own Christ as my King. He's mine and I'm His. And nothing can ever change that. Have you got this? Oh, you can have it tonight if you'll believe it in all your heart and call out to Him, Beloved, come save my soul. Come deliver me from this anguish in my heart. There's only one Savior that'll satisfy your soul. All the other Beloveds, they're going to die with the world. All oh, this sinner. He wants to be yours today. He's holding out His right hand to propose to you. God reached down through Jesus His own right hand to give you the invitation to come home. Oh, listen. Like that prodigal said that wandered away from home, what he didn't realize was the welcome sign at home had been hanging out ever since that he left. And oh, it's hanging out for you tonight. It's the red carpet's rolling out. The doors are flung open wide. The banner of love is out and says, welcome home. You can come in through Jesus because he's done everything to make the path clear. The waters have been parted. He's got, he's made you a clear road. Come on, come on. Death hath no more dominion over them whose faith and hope is in Christ Jesus. I want you to understand something. I've learned this a long time ago, and I preached this at my uncle's funeral a couple of years ago. After graveside, I said, now listen, we're getting ready to put his body back down into the ground and into the dust from whence it came. Do not put more value upon that part of you that's temporary than you put on that part of you that's eternal. The part of you that's eternal is way more valuable. And it costs the crown jewel of heaven coming out of heaven to give out, give away his life, a ransom for your soul. He sold everything that he had to buy you. He sold all that he had to buy you, to buy you back. We have been given this ministry, and I'm going to hush. We've been given this ministry to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. You can, you can know you're saved tonight if you'll take him as you saved you. That's enough preaching. I don't know if Katie's got a song on her heart. I'm just going to let her sing. If the Lord moves me to, to say anything else, I will. But I want you to listen to this. Grace is what you need. And that's what Jesus came to bring you. He came to provide for us a pure river of water of life. And that's the river of God's grace coming your way. We bow down and drink from it tonight. As Katie said. I was in prison, locked up in chains. Sin held me captive to sorrow and pain. Years of frustration as love passed me oh, 
accepting the gift or, or choosing Christ, but I've come to this realization. It's more than that. It's a surrender. It's a surrender to the call of God and His Holy Spirit and trusting with the welfare of His soul. But I'm glad I defected from the land of the dying one day and surrendered to the land of the living. That's where I'm at. That's where I'll ever will be. I'm a part of the kingdom, and I can see it, Terry. I can see her. Amen. I'm going to turn it back over to you. Appreciate this opportunity to get to preach stage tonight. Amen. Thank the Lord. Well, I'm telling you what, that's heaven sent preaching and singing. I appreciate uh, Brother Mel and Sister Katie. I appreciate the Lord moving. Boy, I'll tell you what, he preached about a Savior that's righteous, all-sufficient when it came to this earth and uh, he came for you and me. He paid our debt off in full. Well, I like that. I, I think that's a powerful message. And I'm glad he is shining bright. Uh, something about him that's brighter than anything else that we'll ever encounter in time and eternity. Well, I appreciate that song. I'm glad I'm saved tonight. And I appreciate what I feel. I, I want to go back and mention Sister Erica. I appreciate her uh, rededicating her life today. 
her testimony just was thrilling to me. And I think it ought to be encouraging and thrilling to others out there. If you're listening tonight and you've heard the good preaching that was preached and the good singing that was sung, I'm telling you what, if there's a need in your life and God's calling you, you just need to come to him. Because he's got the, he's got his arms of love wide open. If God didn't care about you, if God wasn't interested in helping you, he would have never let his son come from glory, walk on this earth and be treated real bad and abused and uh, killed and a crown of thorns on his head and nails to his hands and feet. God wouldn't allow that to happen. A God that loves you good enough to let that happen, he wants to help you and take care of it. And a God that was good enough, powerful enough to raise his son from the dead. And now Jesus is alive. He said at the right hand of the Father in heaven. God has had power like that. I want you to think about this. God has power to help you with whatever problem you have. I talk to people sometimes, and I've even felt this way in my past. Uh, for a short time, I thought, well, I'm going to jam. I, I can't fix this. And I don't, just don't know if God can help me or not. Well, I'm telling you what, I couldn't fix it. But God did help me. God has what we need tonight. Boy, that's, that's what Brother Melvin's been preaching about. Praise God. God has what we need tonight. I'd like to beg you right now, if you have not already this evening followed God and bowed down before the Lord, you might be sitting up or uh, you might be on the couch or a chair. Uh, you can pray like that. I've known people got saved sitting in the pure church. But if you feel like getting down, maybe using a coffee table like we did the other night or using a coucher. If you feel like getting down and using that for an altar, there's nothing wrong with that. Just bow down. But above all things, bow your heart before heaven. Uh, talk to God, and, and God can take care of your problems. He can help you. If you're lost, you can get saved. If you're saved and out of fellowship with God, God will wipe all that out, uh, bring you home. God will restore unto you the joy of his salvation. That's what David was talking about. Well, I praise God tonight that we've got a Savior. It's all sufficient. And boy, I appreciate this revival that's going on. I guess I've probably went as far as I need to on that part, but I have some uh, announcements to make, and I'll, I'll try to get to those here in just a little bit. I appreciate Brother Melvin preaching. I appreciate every preacher that's preached in this revival thus far. God has just, he's just been blessing us wonderfully. And I just, I can't thank you enough. Tomorrow night, preaching Brother Melvin. Ryan Bailey, Pastor Kyle Park, Baptist Church down in Williamsburg, today. God will, he'll be preaching for uh, tomorrow night. And then Saturday night, uh, Donnie Smith, uh, Pastor of Church not too far from here, uh, Lafayette Missionary Baptist Church, will be preaching for Saturday night. And then Sunday night, uh, I've asked Jonathan Hall if he preached for and he said he'd be honored to. And so, and I don't know about beyond that. Uh, I'm, I don't have an impression if that'll be the end of it or not. Uh, I've had to change my mind a few times as we've gone through this week. I think a thing was going to be a certain way. And God impressed me. I said, well, Lord, I want to do it your way. Uh, but I, and I wanted to tell the pastors, uh, maybe the pastors want to uh, have something for their own congregation on Sunday morning. If you're doing something, live stream or something, I'll do that. Uh, and uh, I feel like probably I need to do that. Uh, but if you want to be with us, we're going to have a live stream Sunday morning. You can still do that. But boy, I praise God for what he's doing. And I praise God for all of you that are with us and are praying. I can feel people's prayers. And I know Mel good. I can tell the way he preached. Well, I appreciate you. So I guess that's all I've got on the heart this time. So I'll come to a close. God bless you. Keep praying.